Thursday, October 24th, and you are locked in to Locked on Badgers. My name is Asher Lowe, and I am the sports director here at WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. I am also a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com, the Rivals affiliate here at UW, and I am a play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports, including basketball and football. But most importantly, I am your host every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On Badgers. Listen and follow for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, you can always play Locked on Badgers on your smart speakers by saying play podcast Locked on Badgers. Today, an interview you do not want to miss with Arizona Rivals recruiting analyst and my good friend since day one, Alec Simpson is here on the show to talk about three-star Badger commit Malik Reed, a linebacker from the state of Arizona who Alec is very high on. Alec also is going to give us an update on names Badger fans should know out west. We also are going to talk Ohio State, of course, and his impressions of the Buckeyes. Alec is also a former Division I linebacker, so his insight on recruiting, really top-notch stuff, insider stuff that you really can't get if you haven't been a part of the recruiting process yourself. And we are just two days away from the game of the season for the Wisconsin Badgers against Ohio State. Rain is in the forecast. Not too thrilled about that. I hope they don't put student radio outside as they've done in the past sometimes at different stadiums around the Big Ten. You know, they don't they don't give too much love to us student radio guys when you got Fox Sports in there, when you got the Big Ten network in there. But hopefully we'll stay dry. Hopefully we'll have a great call. On WSUM 91.7 FM Madison Sports Stream. I can't wait to call the game. I can't wait to be in Columbus. Of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Badgers. I'm going to be tweeting all weekend long from the stadium, from the game, from Columbus. So make sure to tune in for some good content on Twitter. Before we get to the interview with Alec, I want to talk Vegas and I want to talk expectations that Vegas has for this Ohio State-Wisconsin game because nothing tells you more statistically than a Vegas take on a big game. So what does Vegas do? Vegas, of course, when I refer to Vegas, I'm referring to the world of sports gambling. Vegas creates these lines. Different casinos at Vegas will have models, these big computer models that create lines of how they expect games to go. So they're going to, you know, they'll punch these numbers into a computer and then some Harvard grads will pump out these these numbers that tell you what Vegas is expecting if a game were to go the most likely route it could go. And in looking at this Ohio State-Wisconsin game, lines are out, and the spread does not favor Wisconsin Badger hopes too much. Nor can you really say you're surprised by that fact, of course, given how Vegas just watched, as the rest of the country watched, these Badgers you know, just throw up a dud at Illinois in that fourth quarter in a game that really they, they somehow lost. If you look at the stats, we looked at them yesterday on this show, but it doesn't really add up at the same time when you look at time of possession being won by the Badgers, total yards being won by the Badgers, the Badgers having a two-score fourth quarter lead, and then, of course, mistakes just piling up. Turnovers were the story. And Vegas, their number for this game right now is Ohio State minus 14 and a half, which means that Vegas expects Ohio State to win by two touchdowns 
and a little bit of change in there. So if you're betting on the Wisconsin Badgers, for example, you'd be getting those 14.5 points as the spread. So it doesn't look too good from a numbers perspective. Vegas doesn't love these Badgers, and boy, Vegas has you know not exactly loved the Buckeyes all year, but the Buckeyes have made them pay, covering big spreads that should have been bigger. Ohio State has covered, which means they have you know beaten the Vegas spread six straight times in their six wins over the past six games. Six straight spreads covered, including a spread that was minus 39 against Miami, Ohio, that these Buckeyes just crushed. They won that game 76-5. to Yep, 76-5. to And I know the Redbirds of Miami, Ohio, the Red Hawks, I believe. Let's go Red Hawks. I'm going to go off the top of my head on that one. I think it's Red Hawks as a D1 mascot junkie. I'm going to go Miami, Ohio, Red Hawks. They lost by 71 points on a spread that was 39 points. Ohio State has been crushing spreads, crushing them. So when you look at this one, you don't exactly love it from a Wisconsin Badger perspective. Also interesting about this game from a Vegas perspective is the over-under number, which means the amount of total points scored in the game that Vegas expects, and that number is at 49.5. So they're they're giving about 30-plus points, 31, 32 points to Ohio State, about 17 points to the Wisconsin Badgers. That's how Vegas expects this to go. And do Badger fans really expect Ohio State to put up a 30-piece on this Wisconsin defense if the offense can stay mistake-free? Because I don't. I flat-out don't. If the Wisconsin offense, Jonathan Taylor and Jack Cohn, can play mistake-free, turnover-free football, I would be extremely surprised watching the Goose Egg Gang give up 30-plus points to even what has been the most prolific offense in the nation. You're talking about the most prolific defense in the nation. And did they give up a couple big plays against Illinois? Yes, they did. But was that 24 number entirely the defense's fault? No. Absolutely not. Wisconsin is going to have more of a problem offensively in this game than they are defensively. And that is something that I think most fans aren't really thinking about, you know, if you look at Ohio State, the first two things that jump into your mind are Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, then his receiving core maybe jumps in after that. It's all offense. It's all quick hitters, Ryan Day hitting you quick, and you don't even know what's happened, and you're down 21. For me, this Wisconsin Badger team can stay in the game on the defensive side of the football, and I would be surprised if Vegas is actually correct on this and Ohio State scores 30 or more points. I'll give my prediction tomorrow on the show, my full prediction score, how this game will go. And of course, I'll be happy to be wrong. And that gives you a hint right there at what I'm thinking about this game. But Ohio State, the highest scoring second quarter team in the nation. And I talked about this having to stay close early yesterday for Wisconsin to have a chance. You look at the first half line that Vegas has set. The Badgers are plus 7.5, which means Ohio State favored by that touchdown, the touchdown .5. And you look at that number, and if the Badgers can cover that first half number, they got a great shot at staying in this football game all day long. It's been a story of the second quarter, as I mentioned, for Ohio State. The highest scoring second quarter team in the country that just dropped 21 on Northwestern in the second quarter. They've put up 21 or more points 
against their opponent six straight times in their six straight covers of the spread over the past six weeks. So this team can hit you fast, and Wisconsin will have to hit back to have any chance against the Buckeyes early. Welcome back to Locked On Badgers. I'm Asher Lowe. It's October 24th. We are getting ready for Ohio State on Saturday. Coming up, entire second half of the show will be an interview with Division One linebacker, my good friend Alex Simpson from Arizona Rivals. Do not miss it. We are talking about big names out west that the Badgers are targeting. And of course, we're talking Ohio State, Wisconsin as well. But right now, I want to get into what can the Badgers do to have a successful season this year. And I talked about expectations earlier. Does Wisconsin really need this game in Columbus? Do they need a win to have a successful season? And I think the answer is no. You come into this year as a Badger fan, and I talked about the preseason you know, projections of this team, and they've completely, even with a loss to Illinois, outshone the preseason projections, the preseason expectations. Of course, the loss to Illinois, it's just a backbreaker for this program that had a chance to do bigger things. But now you, you focus your goal, and your goal is Indianapolis. Your goal is the Big Ten Championship if you are a, the Wisconsin Badgers football team. And if you're a Badger fan, the goal has to be to get there, to compete, and to come out on top. So if you agree with me that that is the goal for the rest of Wisconsin's season, then it's not about winning this game in Columbus. Because Minnesota, yes, they're sitting at 4-0. They're really the only contender right now in the Big Ten West outside of the Badgers that could represent this West region in Indy. Yes, Minnesota is sitting at 4-0. Minnesota in the Big Ten has played Purdue on the road, Illinois at home, Nebraska at home, and Rutgers on the road. Does that 4-0 sound a little different to you now? It should. And then you look at the rest of their schedule... A Penn State team that just beat Michigan. Minnesota gets them at home, though. Then Minnesota has to go on the road to Kinnick. Dangerous place to play in Iowa. They go on the road to Northwestern. That's not an easy game at all. And then, of course, they have Wisconsin on their home turf in the rivalry matchup to end the season on November 30th. It's likely that that game decides everything and of course Wisconsin doesn't control their fate right now but is Minnesota beating Penn State and Iowa I'll tell you right now they're not beating Penn State and Iowa and they don't have to you know lose to both for Wisconsin to control their own destiny Minnesota loses one of those two games I think they'll lose both but they lose one of those two games and Wisconsin takes care of business at home They avoid disaster that we saw in Champaign to the likes of Nebraska coming up later this year, Purdue later this year. Wisconsin avoids disaster. Looks like they did in the first six weeks, which honestly, as I mentioned, a lot of that game against Illinois, they looked like they had the first six weeks. And then you get to that last game of the year, the rivalry matchup, Wisconsin-Minnesota. Experience will win out. The Badgers beat Minnesota. And they go to Indy. So what does this game in Columbus actually mean for the future of the Badger season? I think it is imperative 
that the Badgers stay in this football game. That the Badgers have a chance to win this football game in the fourth quarter. And I don't think it's imperative that they win it by any means to, to save the season, to completely, you know, not make this a disaster year. That's not at all what I'm saying. The alarm bells should not be going off if Wisconsin loses to a much more talented on paper Ohio State team on the road. Ohio State's looked at the best team in the country. They have. But if Wisconsin gets blown out, I mean, the doors get blown off, this Badger defense especially, that would be a wake-up call. And Wisconsin finds themselves losing this game by 28, by 21 points, basically by 20 or more. If if this game is never close, then the Badgers have a problem. And it's a mentality problem about how do you get over the hump after getting destroyed by Ohio State if you meet them in the Big Ten Championship? How do you have any hope of staying with this Buckeye team if they wipe the floor with you in Columbus? But more importantly than that, coming off a loss to Illinois and then getting demolished by Ohio State would mean that the Badgers, of course, still have to win out. And it's not a hard schedule per se, but it certainly isn't easy. Iowa is no pushover. Minnesota, of course, that game will not be easy for Wisconsin on the road. And the mentality of this team will shift completely in my mind if this game is never close on Saturday. Wisconsin has to keep it close for their confidence moving forward this year. Coming up after the break, Alex Simpson is here to talk all things recruiting out west for Wisconsin and Ohio State versus Bucky on Saturday. Stay with us. Welcome back to Locked on Badgers. This is Thursday, October 24th, and we are getting you ready for Ohio State. As promised at the beginning of the show, my friend and colleague at Rivals.com. He works for Arizona Varsity.com, covering recruiting in the state of Arizona. He's also a former D1 linebacker, and as he put it himself, mid-major to lower-tier three-star recruit. He went to Nevada as a linebacker. Alex Simpson, welcome to the program. Hey, man, appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Alex Simpson in here to talk about Wisconsin recruits in the state of Arizona, also going to give us his thoughts on Ohio State and Wisconsin. Alec, why don't you start off by telling us you know, a little bit about your own recruiting journey. What was it like being a Division One college football recruit, even if you were maybe a mid-major lower tier three star, as you put it? Um, man, just being a major recruit was certainly a uh, – it was an interesting process. Um, I'm thankful for every minute of it. Um, ended up signing with the University of Nevada out of high school. Um, you know, was a, was a mid to low tier three-star recruit as uh, Rivals.com would put it in their rankings, um, but was definitely thankful for that experience and to be able to relay that experience now onto my experience covering as a recruiting analyst for Rivals.com. So definitely um, using that experience now to help me moving forward as a recruiting analyst um, and covering here in the, state, the great state of Arizona um, with so many terrific athletes here. Alec and I were high school classmates and elementary school classmates all the way back in the day. And also, Alec, I want to tell you, you do have three more stars than I ever had. (laughs) Appreciate that, man. And three more stars than I ever will have. Talking about recruits in the state of Arizona, Wisconsin guys that fans should know about, what are some names that come out to you, jump out to you in that state? Um, Obviously, we have a really loaded state of talent here in the state of Arizona. Um, From the likes of great programs of Chandler, Suaro, Pinnacle, obviously Big Ten commits, Big 12 commits, you name it, are are, are all here in the state of Arizona. 
Um, so to start off with that list, I'm going to give you a 2020 linebacker commit for the University of Wisconsin. Um, Malik Reed, he's a high three-star guy, but personally I believe he, he, he's a four-star guy. Um, and and I, I say that because he's personally one of the top linebackers I've seen here in the state of Arizona. Um, a true sideline-to-sideline side linebacker and really flies in the football and makes terrific plays. Um, AZ linebacker recruiter um, coach Bob April is the outside linebacker coach over there. Um, and is also the Arizona area recruiter as well. Um, knows this area very well and has recruited this area terrifically so far in previous years. But did a terrific job at landing Malik Reed. Um, a solid 6'2", 225-pound linebacker. And has really developed in his frame. Um, I think he's going to be a day-one impact guy over there in Wisconsin in that Big Ten defense. And I feel like his body, his frame, and the way that he moves as a linebacker will fit in perfectly in the Big Ten and even more so with the Badgers. Um and, and to go on to that list, I'm going to give you some 2021 guys that, I, that I've that i watched here in the state of Arizona. Um, Ty Thompson, he's a four-star QB out of Mesquite High School, um, holds offers from the likes of Iowa and LSU, um, has certainly received some interest from Wisconsin, um, is, a, is a four-star quarterback, throws a terrific ball. He's got great size at 6'5", 220 pounds, and, and, and he's a prototypical Big Ten guy, um, solid pro-style quarterback, but also does a great job of using his feet and uh, escaping the pocket and making some really challenging throws that I've watched him make. And you, you look back and you also, you just think, wow, like, that's a terrific ball. Um, also, Trey Reynolds is a high three-star linebacker out of the 2021 class. Um, has a Wisconsin offer. He's another 6'2", 225-pound linebacker out of Queen Creek High School. Um, Queen Creek High School is also loaded with talent with another guy, uh, Connor Barth, who just received his first offer. He's a safety um, out of USC. Um, but Trey Reynolds to talk about is another is another really explosive athlete, um, a solid build. Would, would fit in really well in the Big Ten, especially with Wisconsin. Um, I think he brings a lot of great attributes to the table and would be a great fit in that Wisconsin defense. Um, also think Connor Barth would be a great fit as well at the safety position. And then to, to close out this kind of update with some Wisconsin recruits here in the state of Arizona, um, another interest from Wisconsin is Kai Milner, 2021 quarterback um, out of the out of the Higley High School realm. Um is also being recruited by Bobby April. All these guys are. He does a great job of covering this area. Um, and Kai Milner, I, I watched him play as well. Throws a great deep ball. Um, I feel like he's got some add to his frame, but he will be a great asset, I, I think, in the Big Ten if he chooses that route. Has a Michigan State offer right now um, and is a very talented quarterback. Wisconsin is interested. So definitely some of those, some of those guys have some really high Wisconsin interests. And Malik Reed will be a day one guy there in Wisconsin and Madison. Looking forward to seeing some of these Arizona products on the Camp Randall field, no doubt about it. Some of those guys that you mentioned are going to be big time performers wherever they decide to go. And of course, Malik, already committed to Wisconsin, going to be a big name for Badger fans to know in the coming years. Right. We'll oh, see. 100%. We will see how those guys look, and we'll see. We'll continue to update fans and you can give us some updates as well. I know you told me that you're going to be going to the Arizona State playoffs in football and Malik will be a big part of that. So you told me you maybe could get some tape on him. We'll we'd love to update fans on his performance throughout the year. Oh, most definitely will 100%. We'll get that that great video of Malik. Um I expect Chandler to be a uh, a state title team and Malik Reed is a huge part of that. So we're really looking forward to watching him take his team to the title. We'll see if Malik Reed can lead his team to the title. We'll see if he can come to Madison and lead this Badger team, this Badger defense as well. Right now the Badgers are in 
a title fight of their own, looking for a Big Ten title. And the road right now goes through Columbus. Of course, Wisconsin does not have to win this game, Alec, to make it to Indianapolis. But a win would sure help. Of course, the biggest upset in college football this season last Saturday. We've talked about it on this show all week. That Wisconsin-Illinois game, whatever happened, it's in the past. Right now we're talking about that matchup in Columbus. It was supposed to be a top-six matchup. Now it's a top-13 battle What do you see from the Buckeyes? What have you seen from the Buckeyes so far this year that Wisconsin fans should take note of? All right, so when we talk about this year, Ohio State had a crazy offseason. Obviously, with their Urban Meyer retire, um, we got Coach Day coming in here, um, does a great job at landing Justin Fields from the transfer portal, and he gets immediate eligibility right away. Um, Obviously, Tate Martell leaves the program, heads over to the University of Miami, and is now playing the receiver position over there, which is just wild in itself. But you see this guy, Justin Fields, um, you watch him in the spring game, and you think, ah, is Justin Fields really that five-star guy we saw? Um, Obviously, didn't have the most flashy spring game, but then came in to game one and has since excelled for that Ohio State offense and, and, and with a 6'3", 223-pound frame, uh, has 90, is 98 for 141 in completion for attempts percentage and has 1,298 passing yards, um, has 18 touchdowns and only one interception. So you see how efficient Justin Fields truly is, um, has great weapons. Um, obviously, J.K. Dobbins is leading that running back room, um, does a terrific job. He's a great back out of Texas. Um, but he has some receivers that really are helping him um, be that successful quarterback in the Big Ten. Um, Chris Alave is a huge addition to that. Um, is a sophomore out of San Marcos, California. Had a huge freshman year, but is having an even bigger sophomore year. Um, KJ Hill is also a huge senior receiver out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Is having a terrific year. Um, Benjamin Victor, as Ohio State fans know, Benjamin Victor has been a huge factor in that Ohio State offense being successful in prior years. It is now a senior leading that leading that offense again, and is just terrifically um, proving to be one of the top receivers in the Big Ten. And he's out of Papano Beach, Florida. So some of these guys out of Florida are doing a great job for them. And then Austin Mack, the receiver position, is just leading the way. So you see the weapons that Justin Fields has there in Columbus, and you see why they are so successful, why they are the number three team in the country currently. So you talked about Ohio State, their weapons all these guys that are highly recruited and whatnot. And something I talked about, Alec, earlier this week on the show was the difference between four- and five-star recruits for this Wisconsin group and this Buckeye group. And the difference is staggering. 60 combined four- and five-star recruits, nine combined for the Badgers, 60 for Ohio State, I should say, nine combined for the Badgers of Wisconsin. The only five-star guy on the roster right now for Wisconsin is an offensive lineman who will not play in this game. So essentially you're fielding zero five-star recruits for the Badgers and you're fielding 60 combined four and five-star guys for the Buckeyes. And I ask you as a recruiting analyst for rivals, as a guy who was recruited himself to the university of Nevada, Reno, go pack, as you would say to me back in high school, go pack. What is the difference right now that allows Ohio state to have 64 and five-star guys? Cause Wisconsin thinks they're an elite program. These fans, you know, think they deserve those talented guys, those four- and five-star guys to come to Camp Randall. They have as good of an environment as anyone, as good of a university academically as anyone can offer at the top of college football. What is the difference right now, and how does Wisconsin make up that ground in the future in recruiting? I, I think Wisconsin ha- hasn't 
proved to be elite yet. Um, Ohio State has proven to be elite yet, year in and year out. Um, you, you see the QB room. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins is a huge loss, but they've gained a, a guy like Justin Fields, and, and they've, they've proven to can continue to gain these elite recruits, these five-star guys, because they've proven to be elite year in and year out, and they've continued to make additions in the, in the five-star, high four-star realm. But that's because of their continued success. Wisconsin has obviously been a top 25 team um, every year, but they have not been able to, to, to win some of these big-time games. You, you play a team like Illinois, who, who only has two wins before playing you, and you end up losing that game in Champaign. I mean, you got to win that football game. If you're a number six team, you got to win that football game. Obviously, no, no discredit to Brandon Peters, who's a grad transfer from Michigan, is playing a terrific Terrific, terrific level of football right now. Um, also, I do think Camilo Eifler, uh, a buddy of mine who's now playing linebacker at the University of Illinois, was a transfer from uh, the University of Washington, is also playing great football over there with, with Illinois. So um, they obviously have some key transfers over there in Illinois as well. But I think that Wisconsin just hasn't proven to be elite. Um, and and they, they, they proved that in a, in, a, in a really tough loss there in, in Champaign. So um, Ohio State has proven it to – reach to that top of their level of their game. And I think Wisconsin, once they do that, will then start to land high-level four-star, high-level five-star guys consistently year in and year out. I see what you're saying. I get the argument about the fact that this Wisconsin team just simply doesn't beat Ohio State year in, year out. So what's the sales pitch like? I mean, it's a difficult sales pitch when a coach is walking in to your living room and trying to tell you to come to the school that's lost to that rival school, or not exactly a direct rival, but that other Big Ten school that consistently just beats you year in, year out. What was what was a recruiting pitch like for you at Nevada? What was it like at other places? I just want to get a sense of, for people to hear, what is it like when coaches walk into your living room? Um, well, you know, some coaches will, will preach brotherhood. Some coaches will preach family. Um, and and that, that, that's kind of all I got preached at in Nevada was that, that it was going to be a family um, and a brotherhood. And I, I think um, when I talked to Malik Reed about what, what he wanted in Wisconsin and, and what, what he kind of received on his visit with Wisconsin, the kind of vibe that he picked up, was that that was a family and a brotherhood atmosphere. Um, I think that's what a lot of people look for is that fam, that tight-knit family, that tight-knit, that tight-knit atmosphere, um, which is what a lot of guys receive when they play high school football. So they want to feel that same level of atmosphere when they get to the college level. Um, sometimes it can be different because it's a business, obviously, um, and that's kind of something that I experienced myself prior in prior experiences uh, at Nevada. But – um, I, I think that if you prove to be a family, you, you, you see that as a recruit. Um, and you also see that you're an elite program and that you want to get better and better year in and year out. Um, that is also a sales pitch. On top of that, a sales pitch that, that really does pay off for some of these, co- that some of these coaches that, that does work in their favor is playing time. When they promise kids playing time to come in and, and to be a day one factor, um, they, they will be a day one factor. But obviously we have this thing now called the transfer portal, which wasn't around when I was transferring which is now you can enter your name in a database mid-year without telling the coaches and, 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 and be out of that program within six months. Um, so that is obviously a new thing that we have now encountered here in today's college-level atmosphere. Um, but the, the transfer portal has become such a big impact. But I think what you, what you do try to preach to your guys is that you're a family, that you're a brotherhood atmosphere, and that also I think playing time is a big thing, especially when you come to some of these top 25 programs like the likes of Wisconsin and Ohio State. Alec, great stuff talking to you. Alec Simpson, ArizonaVarsity.com, Rivals Recruiting Analyst in the state of Arizona and a former three-star linebacker recruit and played Division One football at the University of Nevada 
Reno, Alec, thank you so much for coming on. Great stuff. Quick predictions for this Saturday? Uh, you know what? I really appreciate your time, Asher. A quick little prediction for you for Wisconsin-Ohio State. Um, I'm going to have to go with Ohio State coming out on this one. I think just Justin Fields and the weapons he has on offense is just too lethal of an offense that, that Wisconsin just can't stop. I obviously think Wisconsin's got some great um, you know, key components on defense and the likes of Colin Wilder making a big impact over there at the Houston transfer. But at the end of the day, Ohio State is going to come out on top and, and, and win over there in Columbus. So that, that, that is my prediction. If I had to go a score, uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a somewhat of a tight one. I'm going to go 36-25. Um, Ohio State comes out on top, wins by 11. Some odd numbers there, 36-25. I got I to <laughs> scratch my head to see how they can get to those numbers in football. Some, a little, little we'll interesting, see, interesting score there. But I like the 11-point spread. I'm not going to give my prediction yet. I'm saving that for tomorrow's show, our last show before game day. I am leaving tomorrow morning to go to Ohio State Columbus. We'll be calling the game from there on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. This has been Locked on Badgers on Thursday. Alec, thank you so much for joining us. Alec Simpson, ArizonaVarsity.com. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.